A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. Not all TV shows are great. Some are fantastic. Some you may never watch again after a couple of episodes. But some will have maybe one episode that stands above everything else. Maybe a grand finale or a standalone episode. We are here to count down our top 10 TV episodes of all time. First, here's Neil with 10 TV episode facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So here we go. The Simpsons is one of the longest-running scripted television series in history, with 654 episodes so far. The show began in 1989 and is still going strong now. And you were my purpose. One of the most influential TV series of all time, Star Trek broke several boundaries, including showing the first interracial kiss on TV between Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Uhura. In 1968, the episode was called Plato's Stepchildren. Sure as a hat. Am I sure? (laughs) (coughs) Game of Thrones, Band of Brothers and the Pacific are among the most expensive television series ever made. Yes, I am. (laughs) Master of my domain. Uh NBC's live comedy show Saturday Night Live has won more Emmys than any other show. Excuse me, Ricky Gervais's hit show, The Office, was so popular that it has spawned remakes in over 80 other countries. Now, say my name. Since the first superhero television series, The Lone Ranger, appeared in 1949, there have now been over 100 superhero series produced. Well, I don't need safety gloves because I'm Homer Simpson. Looney Tunes was created in 1930 in direct competition with the Mickey Mouse cartoons. I don't want to go. And the show we know and love as friends today could have been called Insomnia Cafe or Six of One. She is a vampire bat. (laughs) The network wanted Matthew Broderick, yes, Ferris Bueller himself, to play Walter White in Breaking Bad. But winter is coming. And the producers of The Sopranos added a gun to the logo because HBO was worried viewers would think it was a show about music. Take thee, Rachel. Well, there we go. 
I loved the look on Kendra's face there. She had no idea what some of those were. No, I had zero idea. I This is going to be really awful. I want to say I haven't seen... Well, in the picture that you posted, I have seen one of those shows. Was that from Jackass? It was Jackass, actually. That's yes. the only show I've seen. <laughs> really? Well, this is going to be interesting because, like, yeah. when Neil and I were talking before... Hello, everybody, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Top 10 of Anything. We're doing Top 10 TV episodes, and we're here with the wonderful and lovely, but I think... Uh, I was going to say she's a little bit wet, but I don't think I should say that. It's Kendra, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, Kendra. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm super excited. Good. I'm glad you're excited. Um, yes. So this is going to be interesting. When Neil and I were talking before we pressed record, Neil was saying about how a lot of his is very British centric. So he's going to have to do a lot of explaining to you, Kendra, about exactly what some of these uh, programmes are. I'm sure it's going to be the same the other way around. I think so. I have a pen and paper ready because I kind of figured I would walk away with some assignments after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, we are an educational podcast, so I, it's, a, it's a service that you're providing. So it is the service that <laughs> I know. It'll provide. be on the national curriculum next year. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Um, the other thing is now there will be spoilers. I'm sure there'll be spoilers. And I've got a funny feeling that we may spoil things for each other here. So is everybody okay with that? Got to be. Yeah, I'm thick enough skinned. Okay. I think it would would bring me more comfort knowing what happened, frankly, heading into the series. So, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I tend to be like that when it comes to movies. I just want to know what it is before I go and see it. So then I don't get pre-sad. And then you you have to worry about it. Okay, right. I feel this is going to be a classic episode just to go with classic TV episodes. So Kendra, kick us off with your number 10 TV episode. Okay. I want to start off by saying I still have not finalized my order because I felt it would really depend on how I got here and what you guys were going to say. Fair enough. Um, A couple things. I don't like sad. I don't like scary. I've never seen Star Wars. I Well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, thank you, Kendra. That was very nice of you to join us. <laughs> I, I like happy. I like things where people fall in love. And like that's so going into this, I think that that needs to be a disclosure. My number 10, I'm going to go with The Good Place, episode season one, episode 13, Michael's Gambit. Do you guys have The Good Place? We do. I think yes. I've started to watch it. Is that that's the one with um now my mind's gone blank. Um Kristen Bell. That's it. Ted yeah. Danson, yeah. I think, is one Ted Danson. Danson. My wife has yeah. watched it, but um Yeah, I started it. I was enjoying it. I don't know how far I've got. So what episode I, was I don't it? think I Kendra don't think Sarah? you've gotten through season one. No. Oh right. What episode was it you said it was? What, number thirteen. Episode it's called 13. Michael's Gambit. Okay. Um, I guarantee you don't know what it is. You haven't seen, you haven't gotten to this episode then. No, yet, not yet. No. We're really cool with the spoilers. Yeah. Absolutely. Spoil yeah. away. Okay. It's not the good place they're in. They're in the bad place. Mm. And the whole world is built around by Ted Danson character just to torment these people for the rest of their life. And it's, um, the way that it clicks for Kristen Bell's character and it all starts to spin around. Oh, it's so good. It's a wonderful show. Hey, well, get out of here. Um, but no, that is, that's my number 10. 
Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, waffles has just uh, jumped up on uh, Kendra's lap. Yeah. Just for everyone. Well, not the knows, food. We should but say. Just listening. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear some funny licking noises, it is a dog. Just to, yeah. <laughs> just to make it's you. Not that type of podcast. <laughs> make, make, yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, it's early days. We're only at episode eighty-three. So. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, I've never. I mean. My wife loves these loves these kind of shows, and will just devour okay. these kind of shows. So, um, but I've never ever sat down and watched. I don't think I've watched one minute of this episode. Of this, it's given me series. belly laughs, perhaps what really? I've seen. Yeah, yep. same creators as Parks and Rec. No, uh, Office U- Office US. No, um, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. I didn't realize that. Right. How many is it, is it finished now? Is it still going on? Or? It's done. It's done. It's done. And also, one of the best series finales you'll see. Oh my god! Right. Well, it's that is definitely going on my list then. I didn't a, realize it had that show. kind. Of, I didn't realize it had that kind of pedigree. It does. It's good. It threw you for a loop. It's not what you're expecting at all. Right. Okay. Another one to add to the list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right then, Neil. Your number ten, please. Wow. My number ten is Doctor Who. Um, but it's specifically David Tennant, Doctor Who, and it's Series 2, Episode 4, and it's The Girl in the Fireplace. Now, I like Doctor Who. I don't mind it. I I don't like the current series. I've got bored of it. I've stopped watching it. But this one always resonates and sticks with me. Now, you say you don't like sad. This one is quite moving. It's basically um, the Doctor visits a, a young girl or gets to speak to her through a fireplace, but every time he then goes through to see her, she gets older, so they've fallen in love and she gets older and eventually goes on. Now, I'm not going to spoil this one because it is, it's not your typical Doctor Who trope. So if you do ever want to just dip in and look what I'm talking about, I'm not going to say exactly what happens. But just to say it's beautiful, it's sweet, and one of the best 45 minutes of writing I've seen on TV in a long time. Okay. okay. I don't know whether you're a fan of Doctor Who, are you, Kendra? So it started with season one and I couldn't get into it. So is it one of those shows that you can bounce around or do I need to go through all the seasons? They do. You don't need to go through all the seasons. You can dip in and out, but they do have an underlying story throughout the whole season. Okay. Usually that culminates in the season finale is because of the underlying story, but they're all separate stories on top of that. So yeah. And this one I think is beautiful. It's all, it's set in sort of, um, I don't know, the 1700s, you know, the dandy sort of period. So not the dandy and Beano, pal, (laughs) for our UK listeners. The dandies, yeah. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Sort of like the restoration comedy and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And that's where I believe David Tennant actually met his now current wife who plays. I knew knew that they met on set. I do, Mm. I do like him, um, from I, this is I was introduced to him only recently through Ducktales. Oh, okay, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's a wonderful. I think he was a great Scrooge McDuck. Mm. Yeah, he's a good actor. He really is. Yeah. He's very, uh, very. Is he your uh, favorite Doctor Who, Neil? I've, I, it's hard to say because I. This will lead on to a future episode, but I am a fan of Tom Baker, but because. Of reminiscence rather that's, than that's your doctor who I'm that was assuming. my doctor yeah right. when i was growing up but um is he my favorite of the current crop him or peter capaldi yeah okay i've never watched an episode with peter capaldi as the doctor he's really good is and he? you've got ben wheatley directing episodes and stuff oh, like right. that okay yeah 
So right. very good, very good. Fair enough. Okay, uh, my number ten. Well, Kendra said you said you liked romance. You can't get any more romantic. And Neil is going to be completely blank about this. It's Friends season four finale, the one with Ross's wedding, the one when Ross says, "Oh, where did I have it?" Take thee, Rachel. That one. Now, at this point, myself and my wife, we were absolutely. 100% in on Friends. And I can remember that moment when he's at the altar with Emily, I think it is, and he's married. Is it Emily? It was when he's, he's going to marry Emily. And he says, Take thee, Rachel. I take thee, Rachel. And the whole crowd, the whole audience go, <gasps> and everyone. And I think Phoebe, because she, because wasn't Lisa Kudrow pregnant at the time. So she was back in America and they were in London and she was listening on the phone. And even she went, <gasps> Like that. So, he so what does he say? I thought you said, he says, take me, Rachel. No, I take thee, Rachel. He's oh. supposed to say, I take thee, Emily. And because he's in uh, love with Rachel, and Rachel is there in sort of like the front row. Well, not maybe not the front row. But he says, I take thee, Rachel. And uh, just the whole... My mind that went was, somewhere completely. That was like, I think it was a two-parter, and that was the end of... Yeah, the first part, of, like the end of the actual finale, and then it went on to the following. But it was all about them in London as well. It was the episode when um, Chandler and Monica hooked up yep. as well. So that was the whole, it was, it was really, really good. I sort of, I, I don't like Friends as much as I used to now. I don't know whether I grew up. I don't, I don't did, I Can I just, quick question. You said they yes. came to London. Did yeah. they actually film in London? They did. Ooh. They did. They did they go a, to a coffee they, shop? They, I don't think they, went, they just went all around the place. And Joey met uh, Sarah Ferguson. Oh, yeah. met, lucky met Fergie. Sucked yeah. on her toes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe off screen. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, who's the guy who owns Virgin? Like, again, I oh, think Richard Branson. That's right. He, I was, he was in the episode. He was in the episode, and you had uh, Tom Conti and Dawn, not Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders as yep. the parents of Emily. The, 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 uh, okay. the lady that uh, Ross oh, I love Jennifer Saunders. Yeah. Oh, she so, was wonderful in it. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really person. good episode, but like I said, it was a double episode. Phoebe was back in America, um, and then the mm. rest of them were all over in, in the UK, so that was good. Okay. Uh, Kendra, your number nine, please. Yes. My number nine. This is going to be the only sad one on my list, and that's uh, Six Feet Under series finale, which is called Everybody's Waiting. Um, season five, episode 12. Have you guys? Did you guys? I've never seen it, but I have friends who are huge fans. Yeah, it is. My wife as well loved it. I watched it. Yeah, I, I, I watched it with my parents when I was in high school, so I was way too young to really like process and understand it. Um, but it's the best series finale you'll ever watch. You'll, I sobbed like a baby, like in the corner, crawled, like curled up. You can't get out of it. But each, um, throughout the whole series, each episode starts with a death. That's a family who owns um, a, more, uh, a funeral home. So it's whoever they're, they're burying for the week, it tells that story. And it switches on you for that last episode where it shows a birth instead at the very opening scene. And um, what is so beautiful, the ending is a song. It's Sia, um, Breathe Me. And, you, oh, God, I'm going to cry right now. You just hear it. And the whole process is it explains how everybody in the series does. And you get okay. to see them live out their life and you follow them and you and you get closure. Like you never get that truly in a series finale where everyone's like, all right, I know what happened. I may not be happy with it, but I know it's the best. I mm. It's so, so good. Whenever like there's Twitter threads where it's just people talking about uh, the song part, the very, very end. It's 
it's beautiful. It's the best one, I think. Best series finale, for sure. Is it this music? I'm not trying to make you cry, oh, you're I'm not oh. trying to make you cry. <laughs> yeah, it's that one, babe. <laughs> Pass the lady a tissue. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, my wife absolutely loves uh, Six Feet. She had all of them on DVD, I think every series on DVD. But again, I, I think it wasn't Rain Wilson in in Six Feet Under. He was in a little bit. It was Michael C. Hall, Peter Krause. That's right. Um, oh, yes. Lauren Ambrose. There's other ones. Did it but go it was. For? I'm sorry. How many five. series did five? Five. And Waffles, get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's so nosy. Um, no, it's it went for five series on HBO. Oh, um, Australian actor Rachel, not Rachel Weiss. She plays uh, Peter. Yes. Ta- Rachel. Rachel. Evan Davis. Whatever her name. No. No, it's no. Rachel. It's Rachel. Rachel. Oh, the one that was in Against All Odds? No, not Rachel Ward. No. no. She was Australian. She was Australian. Yeah, it's Rachel... I'm going to have to look. Minogue. Okay. It's not Rachel Minogue. Okay. <laughs> oh, I put my phone over there. I Google. Don't worry. I'll have a look. Keep talking okay. while I'm... Uh... Not Dratch. Rachel Everidge. I'm thinking no. of all famous Australian women. <laughs> she's not going to be Australian. Watch. I'm oh. Rachel Griffiths. Out. Oh, there I know. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's Australian. Oh, okay, good, good. Rachel okay. Griffiths. Freddie Rodriguez yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's there you go. One. Yeah, I've, I've never I've never watched it. Maybe it's another one of those things that you should... I like I like the fact that it was like... Yeah, because didn't it show, it show the death of somebody at the start of the episode, I've, didn't it? Yeah. It showed Peter Krause, his character is Nate. It shows his death. And he was kind of the one that held the family together, kept the business going. And he's the one that you follow throughout and you see all his different issues in life come up. And he dies unexpectedly right at the beginning. Right. Um, and it's how everybody also, how the family shifts post grief, you know, because your family changes after that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it was great. That's a okay. good one. And that's the only yeah. sad one you've got on your top 10? That's the only sad one. Okay. Everything else is real happy after this. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> got a <laughs> million number nine. So mine is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's series six, episode, episode seven, seven. Once, once more, more with, feeling. with feeling. That's my number nine. <laughs> You're having a laugh. <laughs> no. um, that's my number nine. Well, are you, were you a Buffy fan, Kendra? No. Too scary. Sorry. Uh, probably, but also, aren't there books about it? Isn't there like a Buffy book series? Uh, there might they, well they be. Did, I think they, they did a run of comics. I think they definitely did a okay. run of comics. But I yeah, there could well be. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Buffy in the day. Okay. I mean, uh, loved it. It was great fun. I mean, it was the one Joss Sweden was good. Um, yeah. Kinda right. Kinda, well, yeah. do you know what I mean? In what he was producing out, okay. not behind oh. the scenes. What well, you know, we didn't know about it then, obviously. But um, it's the musical episode, and it's beautiful. Each song is is a winner. The whole the whole episode is basically a musical, Kendra. Yeah. I, if you don't watch Buffy, just watch that episode. It's okay. I can do it, that. It won all sorts of awards. The it really demon, did. Yeah, the demon that comes into our world makes people just automatically burst out. Uh, in song, song like it like it's a musical and it is fantastic the music is great it's I mean, fantastic we, we, songs. yeah we we bought the soundtrack i think we've still got it upstairs on cd but it is a great great some really really good songs on there and it was but such a strong a, episode that a, i never very, felt they ever 
got over that hurdle. I mean, they were great episodes afterwards, but that was such a high bar to try and jump over. It was, yeah, yeah. it was great. It's a great, Look great at episode. That, both at number nine. Hey, great minds and great all. Great minds and all, indeed. So I have, and that's all I have to say about that, in the famous <laughs> words of Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, okay, then, Kendra, your number eight, please. Okay, my number eight. I'm going to go with RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 2, Episode 5. Um, I know there's a UK version of Drag Race. I can it just was... say I have seen a lot of the American series as well. Not that I'm choosing to sit and watch it. My daughter is the biggest fan. So I might well have seen this, but without knowing. If not, you need to go show her this one after. So how old your daughter? Um, two. Uh, 20, <laughs> she'll be 23. <laughs> Okay, she'll know what this one is. So it was the whole, I watched it, I got hooked on Drag Race during, while I was actually splitting up from my, um, I was leaving a really, really bad relationship and I just needed some happy, go lucky, super easy to watch. I went through all the seasons and it's just so, it's just the best. So season two of All Stars, right? It's all the best of the best come back, cream of the crop. But what they did was instead of typically on on Drag Race, there's a lip sync for your life. If you're up for elimination, there's two people, there's two uh, two queens and they got to lip sync the same song. And whoever really wants to win is the one who wins. Season two, they flipped it, though, and it was lip sync for your legacy. So it was the top two and whoever lip synced actually won uh, $10,000 and they got they were like the winner for the week. It is between Alyssa Edwards. I don't know if you know that name, Neil. She's the one who goes... Like that all oh, okay. the time. Okay. Yeah, she tongue clicks all the time. Um, and Tatiana, who is just, they're both gorgeous. They have legs for days. They come out and it's to Rihanna's shut up and drive. And you watch them and everybody's mind is blown. It's just something you can watch and I immediately still get happy. I hear that song and it immediately brings me back to watching it for the first time. And it's just joy. It's so mm. joyful and it's good. It's It was very entertaining. Alyssa's ridiculous. Tatiana was amazing. One of the best ones, the best one, in my opinion, of all of Drag Race. There's some real talent on that Drag Race. I mean, I, like I said, I've only dipped in and out. The one I remember and stunning to look at was the one, is it Britney Spears? The the Britney Spears. Oh, Derek Berry. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he looks like her. He looked just like her, <laughs> genuinely powerful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So it's a drag it's, act to be like her, Britney Spears, oh, yeah. but he genuinely looked just like her. And what did you say uh, the name was, Kendra? So this is season two, episode five. Okay. And it's but, the one with the lip sync for your legacy with uh, Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana. Okay, Tatiana. Okay. I'll make sure that goes on the uh, on the video playlist, and I'll also put the Britney Spears one on there as well. I mean, it sounds yeah. like that's intriguing. I've never again, I've never seen any of of that. I mean, I don't think anybody. I think my my kids might watch it, but again, they're early twenties, uh, so they love it. Hey, up, uh, waffles is off again. <laughs> what was his choice? What was that? <laughs> Scooby Doo. Which episode of Scooby Doo? Uh, okay, thank you, Kendra. Uh, Neil, your number eight, please. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But there's one episode that still to this day, if I'm feeling glum, will make me laugh. It's Series 1, Episode 8, and it's Beloved Aunt. If you've seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is typical Larry David. It is so, so funny. 
Uh, I'm not going to say the word on here because it's more offensive in <laughs> England than it is in um, the US. Um, but yeah, it was hilarious. I thought this might be on your list. I must yeah, admit. that that one episode is all. I don't think they've ever achieved quite. I mean, some of them are pure comedy gold, but this is just pure comedy genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I mean, that will go on the video playlist. There is as much as I said we don't want to spoil anything. If you've never seen that one Kirby enthusiasm that's the episode i think you should you should watch yeah definitely is it have you watched it kendra i've watched some of them not all of them i think it's been the ones that my mom tells me like this is what you should watch kind of thing right. but um larry david humor isn't always for me no um, it's it's uncomfortable humor and i get why people yeah. don't my, myself and pav are very <laughs> we love uncomfortable yeah. humor sometimes oh, no. it's just one oh, of those makes, things i'm yeah, in the corner i get embarrassed for other people constantly so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not <laughs> you know the times we've done um live shows back here back here um, years ago and we'd leave the longest most uncomfortable pauses where we find it funny but nobody else <laughs> nobody does. else does yeah yeah and that yes. makes it even funnier for us <laughs> yeah and then we just can't carry on it's just the way yeah. it is um okay my number eight now this is cheating a little bit because this isn't part of a series this was a one-off special um at the weekend, I watched the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie. Oh, I watched that as well. Did you? And yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And yeah. I've been on this deep dive of watching like Elvis live from you know Aloha Elvis and all that, mm. just to watch him, just to see him through different eyes now. I find the end of the movie really, really uh, sad. Mm. That final sort of clip of him singing Unchained Melody at the piano was just so sad. Um but last night on YouTube, they've got the hot, I put it on the video playlist, the 68 comeback special. Which is fantastic. And I'd, I'd never seen it all the way through. Just seen like the iconic bits, you know, mm. if I can dream. But that's going to be my number eight because after watching it yesterday, I've always said that um, Elvis for me is my man crush and Elvis in his in his leather, full black leather jacket and, and leather trousers. I don't think I've ever seen a sexier man. <laughs> Did you get stirrings, Pav? Did you I get mean, stirrings? I just kept looking at him and I was looking at like the girls because he's there, whether he's sat playing his guitar, he's stood in the middle of that tiny little stage with all these people around him. And you can see the women are just melting around him because they can't, I'm assuming they can't believe that they're that close to him and watching him do his stuff. But I, I don't think I've seen any performer like that before as much as you can have your freddie mercury's and your george michaels and even michael jackson and prince i don't think there's anybody i mean he was the blueprint for all of those yeah to be a performer that just i don't know whether you want to ooze sexiness or just he had everything absolutely everything and even to the point after i watched that i ended up watching i think it was the it was the 77, it was in June 77, so it would have been a couple of months before he died, and he'd obviously packed on a few pounds. The voice was still just, like, absolutely top-notch. Mm. You couldn't fault him at all. And I think at watching a film like Elvis, I don't know how much of it is absolutely true and how much of it is just made up, like a lot of these biopics are, but it just makes you realise that the guy was a human being behind the whole this is Elvis yeah. image. And as much as I, I really enjoyed watching the whole, I think it was about 58 minutes. And did you know, especially you, Neil, the guy that directed that 
directed the Star Wars holiday special. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't yeah. believe that when I well, found that. Went I thought, from oh such glory God. to such doom. I know. I was going to say, isn't that notoriously bad? It is notoriously bad. It okay. is bad. It is yeah. more. Even more, Star Wars fans it, say it's bad. Yeah. George Lucas wanted to buy every copy of it and destroy it to completely oh, wow. wipe it from the face of the earth. And I think it started to come round now that it's so bad that people are sort of, people like it a little bit. But it yeah, is, now it's it is, under, now it's fun kind of it's thing. Very, very bad. If you ever get it okay. again, you can. I think you can watch it on on YouTube. And I'm sure, I'm it's not. On YouTube, I am yeah. not going to put that on the video playlist. I'm no. just not. You're not. Uh, you're so, a yeah. nice person. <laughs> so it is like I say, it is cheating a little bit. But uh, the Elvis comeback special '68 is my number eight. Kendra, your number seven, please. Right. So number seven, I'm going to go the Office US Beach Games, which is season three, episode twenty three. So um, I was not into The Office UK, but when it came to the US, you know, season one was a little rough to work through. But when you finally get to season three, you start to see Pam become her own person, right? She's She left Roy. She's getting that confidence that she should have always, you know, she it just needed to be uncovered. So Beach Games is where she finally gets the balls. She walks across the coals, um, which is you know, Michael Scott wants it to be like a beach day survivor kind of thing. They're all vying to get, um, who's going to replace him. Yeah. Yeah, He's who's going to replace him because he thinks he's going to corporate. That's right. But it's the first episode where you finally see Pam right in front of Karen say to Jim, you know, you really hurt me. And it's the first time that she is vocal about her feelings and direct. Yeah. It's just that it's in front of the whole office. So, um, I like that episode. It's felt empowering, right? Like you, you watch these characters, you watch them grow up or you watch them mature and go through life. And, and while they're not real, they do kind of hold a special place in your heart. Mm, absolutely. And it was the first time you see her do that. And so I love that one. And it sets it up for them to, you know, ultimately end up together. Yeah. And it's also very funny when Stanley suddenly gets the, uh, <laughs> when he finds out what's at stake in, in yeah. the uh, sumo and wrestling bit. <laughs> And then Andy is in, it's just floating. Floating around. <laughs> with the sumo wrestling yeah. outfit on. That's a very good one. That one. That's that is I mean, to be honest, episode. there are so many episodes of The Office, the, yeah. the US Office. Um, I mean, I may may mention one a little bit later on. But yeah, um, but yeah that's, that's a very good one. Go on then, Neil, you're number seven. So this is Stranger Things, and I'm actually was very late to the game, purposely so. I got so fed up of everybody talking about the last series of Stranger Things. I thought, I want to forget about everything and then watch it rather than have all these preconceived ideas. So while I was off laid up, I watched series four, and then episode nine of series four the feature length special the two and a half just blew me away it was absolutely one of the best pieces of um sci-fi tv you know fantasy tv whatever it was beautifully written well acted well directed um and i just it was is that the one with running up that hill is that that well no that was it was was the one before that was a couple before, and then it's featured all the way through. Obviously, right. the famous one is she's rescued from, yeah, 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 you know, whatever with when they press the play on a um, Walkman. But it is featured in this. It's also got Eddie, um, Eddie with his guitar riff for Metallica. So I was always That's a little right. bit chuffed with that. Yeah, um, is that the guy with the mullet? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a very the mullet has made a comeback at the local elementary school. I always so. made a comeback all over the world, <laughs> oh Kendra. I've I been know. trying to grow mine out, but it just won't work. 
Uh, it's a process. You won't know that. You you won't know about this, Kendra. I was going to say to Pav in the eighties. I'm. I support a to- uh, football team called Tottenham Hotspur, and then Glenn. There was a couple of players called Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle, and they had a song out, and they had a mullet where they got the back of their hair permed on the bottom of the mullet. Do you remember this in a video? I do remember. I remember this. I yes. actually did that. No, you thought, didn't. Yeah. No have, you got, have you got photographs? No, I wish I did actually. <sighs> I'll try and grow it back, but my hair seems to be falling out at a rapid rate at the moment. It's probably from that perm you did back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> the chemical. Maybe I'll just get a perm on the top. Oh, dear. Well, that's trendy, too. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have a perm on the top of my head. I just There's nothing there. I can't do anything with it. Okay. Beautiful as you are, Pam. Oh, Neil, stop it. <laughs> okay. That's what I like. The, the love. I like the love. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the episode is called The Piggyback, just so you know. Okay, excellent stuff. Uh, My number seven, um, it was uh, back when The Walking Dead was really good. Now, I know this isn't going to be your kind of thing, Kendra, because it it is gross and it is um, uh, scary. But it's season seven, episode one, and it's called The Day Will Come When You Won't Be. And it's Negan. It's the Negan episode. And I've, I've... as an episode of TV, I mean, after this episode is when it started to, to go down in my estimations. I loved, I was always fully in, fully in, especially when it was the season, like the series finale. What's going to happen? Who's going to die? Who's going to live? And the tension in this episode on who it was that was going to get the full sort of wrath of the baseball bat and whether they were going to continue with the way that it is in the comic books, or whether they were going to do something different. And it is so visceral. It is so unsettling and so gross. And brutal. And brutal. And it's also, but it's one of those episodes of TV where I felt myself sat in that place where they were thinking, what would it be like if you were sat there wondering if you're going to be the guy that's going to get the baseball bat around the head? And even now, it's, it is a, a, an amazing piece of TV. It's just a shame that they made Negan such a one note character after that. He yeah. Became they really just a, ballsed up. Yeah. And, and, and since then I was completely just taken completely out of the, the whole. Now series. I, I stuck with it and I have to say series seven until Andrew Lincoln and I loved Andrew Lincoln, but until yeah. he left and then they had to re reformat what they were doing and read it again. It, it then went good again. Oh, right. And then when it got onto Disney Plus and it was only shown on there and taken away from other street, other sort of programmers, they sort of reintroduced a bit more realism. So they were suddenly swearing in right. like the last yeah. couple of series. You know, I always thought it's bizarre. It's the same with like Sons of Anarchy and things like that. You're in a world where there's like bikers or gangs or the type of the thing of your life. And you're not even going to suddenly go, oh fuck me, that's bad. Yeah. You know, it's all they can't swear, and it always threw me out a little bit. Yeah. So they put it back, yeah. but also they reinvented that. You don't know whoever was going to die. They went back into that, and the whole thing with the whisperers was as creepy as you can be. And Samantha Morton was the main bad mm. guy, and yeah, it re refound its feet and it went out on a hive yeah again I, I do feel like my missus should be here doing this episode because like every i think nearly every every season of, of shows we've talked about so far she's watched all of them and she's stuck with the 
Walking Dead as well. And she said exactly the same as you, that like mm. the, the last couple of seasons were so much better. They were really good. Yeah. Went back to how it was. Maybe yeah. I need to go back to it then. Uh, okay, then. Glenn, is that so, the episode that Glenn was killed in? Yes. It yes. was. Okay, okay I remember that because that was like a, it was like a big pop culture moment. Yes, I remember it was. that. It was. Um, Okay, and I remember people like really were bummed about that. Yeah, because okay. I can yeah. I can remember seeing the the comic books. My 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 wife had the comic book, and I was what I I read sort of that that episode of the comic book, and I thought, well, there's no way they're going to do that on the TV. There's no way they're going to have Glenn with like his eyeball popping out and then like his head just completely caved in. And that's exactly what they did. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God. I can remember watching that first time thinking, now they're going to cut away in a minute. They're going to cut away. And they didn't. And I thought, this is just. But it also makes you realize just how desensitized you are to that kind of horror that's on TV now. Mm. You know, normally you'd have yep. to go and see that kind of stuff in a cinema. Whereas now you can flick on any TV show and there'll be some kind of horrible... I actually think it's worse on TV than oh, it is in the movies now. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. They've gone to the extreme on most things, haven't they? With the sex, the violence, the language, the content. Yeah, it's yeah. completely... I mean, the language, violence and content, yeah, I mean, that's terrible. But just the sex is fine. I mean, that's all right. They can, <laughs> they can carry on showing that at any time. I don't mind. <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, then, Kendra, you're number six, please. Okay, my number six is New Girl, uh, episode two, or sorry, season two, episode 15. It's called Cooler. Do you guys watch, do you guys have New Girl over there? We have it, but we, I don't watch it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kendra. No, it's it's okay. It's Zoe Deschanel being super cute. It's her her character is Jess, and she kind of plays what you think Zoe Deschanel is in real life, just this little nerdy girl, um, a teacher. But she lives in an apartment with three different men. And there's one guy, Nick Miller, who she always, there's this unspoken chemistry that you just can't deny it kind of thing. Um, And it's the episode where they finally kiss. And um, the way that the kiss finally happened, well, first, I think I like it because I think Nick Miller is really hot. It's Jake Johnson. Um, Yeah, I think he's hubba hubba. But, um, (laughs) But it's like one of the most, passionate and unexpected kisses that you and you the best part is they both have other members that or they have other people that they're hooking up with in the other bedrooms so they meet in the hall they're trying to find something and they kiss and it's it's just one of those good raw like first kisses that you always want that first kiss to kind of be like it's good i love it new girl See, I'm, there's all these different episodes or different shows. There's New Girl. I think there was a is there Gilmore Girls. There's and Good yes. Girl. Good Girl. I get confused yeah. on which ones. They just seem like is are they all the same program? Are they the same universe? I just get very confused with all these different girl programs. I think Gilmore. <laughs> I, I think Gilmore and New hit the same target audience. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But, Good Girls is really good. That's different. I watched that for a bit. That was intense. That was intense for me. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot for me. Did I just sound like a really um, un-PC dinosaur (laughs) then when I said that? (laughs) I just had a vision of you being surrounded by a load of girls and just being absolutely terrified. And I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the first time in my life when I was surrounded by girls and not knowing what to do, Neil. You've just taken me straight back to my school days now. I was having flashbacks. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, go on then, Neil. You're number six. So I don't know whether Kendra will know this TV series, but it's called Only Fools and Horses. No. no. 
It was a, uh, a comedy or a sitcom. Was it a sitcom? Would you call yeah, it? Sitcom. Yeah, yeah, sitcom. Yeah, sitcom. Um, that was really well written. It, I suppose it is quintessentially British in the style of the humour, the jokes. Anyway, the, the episode that I love, and after re-watching them, fell in love with it again and realised what genius writing it actually was, is The Unlucky Winner Is. Do you remember this one, pal? Is that the one with um, our friend Michael Fenton it's, No, it's the one when they win the competition to Spain. Is he yeah. in that one? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's he is, in isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. When Rodney, Rodney wins because he's drawn a picture. So basically, the characters are... What series are, is this? This is series six, episode four. Okay. Yeah, so basically, uh, Kendra, you've got a character called Del Boy, who's got a brother called Rodney, and they did have a granddad, and uh, and he passed away, and then there, there was an uncle that joined them. They lived in a very squalid flat in a high-rise... Mm. And they were all. He was all. He was a. What was he? What, a wise, a wise boy. I don't know. A, a wise boy. <laughs> what's what? Yeah, a grifter was he? I mean, he was he, always... yeah, he, he he worked on a market. He was a. He was yeah. a. But he was a bit of a wide boy. I think. Wide boy. Yeah. A bit of a chancer and a bit of a. One of his catchphrase this time next year we're going to be millionaires. And basically, he wanted to get into a competition that was on the back of a cereal where you sent in a picture. And you, there was categories, and you could win. He sent in a picture that his brother drew when he was fourteen, and they won. And so they, he still took the holiday, but didn't tell his brother. And when they got there, his brother had to pretend to be fourteen so they could carry on having the holiday. And it was just, <laughs> yes, hilarious. and he's like he's like six foot tall. In, yeah, he's uh, well over me. six feet tall. But it is a okay. it's a very a very British. It's one of the classic British sitcoms from the eighties, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, it still makes me laugh than a lot more comedy series than I see today. It, it properly, whether it's just only you know is relevant to us. I don't know. Whether I would, I would love to know. I would love to know if there are any fans of something like Only Fools and Horses over the pond. I just really would because it it is so British. It is so, mm-hmm. especially with even the way that they talk. They talk with like Cockney accents because they're from is it East, East London or yeah. Yeah. Putney. Putney, yeah. So it's um, it'd be interesting if you ever get a chance to watch it, Kendra. Just what what you mm-hmm. thought of it, yeah. Make I put your... a star. Oh, wonderful, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, um, okay. Uh, my number six is uh, Game of Thrones season six, episode nine, the Battle of the Bastards. Oh. Uh, again, I could have picked a couple of different episodes. Um, the Red Wedding episode, which I always find really uncomfortable to watch. I mean, I like a lot of the bad the good bad game of thrones stuff you know but the battle of the bastards was one of those episodes that it it looked like cinema on tv mm. it was so in scope it was amazing and just as a single episode there was so much going on in that one episode that it's just you had to watch it two or three times just to take everything in um the action sequences were just fantastic um ramsey bolton at the end gets his kind of gets his complaint does he get his comeuppance in that episode i think it is it is yeah yeah um so it's a nice bit of revenge at the end of it as well um john snow that scene and that image of him like lifting his sword with the whole of this army coming towards him on horseback while he's on the floor it's a great shot and just then it's just one of those i mean it's the story of that episode where you've got another army coming in 
Um, what's the what, what's the oh god? Well, it's a bit like Lord of the Rings, doesn't that happen in Lord of the Rings as well? When they yeah, think another, they're beaten and then another army comes in to save the day, kind of thing. Two towers, two towers, yeah. So it's like that, but it's got some amazing again. Last season of Game of Thrones, I was not happy with some of the decisions they made, but you know. Seem to do that a lot with current series, don't they? Go they out fumble the it. They, they fumble yeah. it on the one yard line just to use an that's American yeah. American term. Well, that's why yeah. that's why Six Feet Under is so big. Like when when people, it's constantly on like Gawker lists or even um, the Variety's list of the best series finale because you, it, it it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Mm. People think of Dexter and it was horrible. Yeah. So. Yeah, but then what happens is they normally wait a couple of years and then they'll bring the show back again anyway. And you think, well, what's the point? What's yeah. the- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, well, we're halfway through. I haven't even told Neil this. We're going to try something a little bit different today. Mm -hmm. So we're halfway through. So we're going to have a little bit of a quiz. Oh, I like a quiz. So we're going to have a (laughs) quiz between Neil and Kendra. Okay, now um, a certain podcast for their bonus Patreon episode stole our um, format for uh, the top ten. ten (laughs) So we're going to steal their format when it comes to the quiz. So we're going to do first one to three. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kendra, you can go first. If Kendra doesn't get it right, Neil, you get a chance to steal the point. And then you get your go. So it's first one to three. Okay. okay. Good luck, Kendra. So, hang on a minute. I did find, right, So it's... Pop quiz, hot shot. 
pop oh, quiz like hot it. shot let's have a little bit of background from music. speed do i get a point no you don't get any point for that so kendra here's your first question and they're obviously going to be about tv episodes it's not going to be just a general okay. thing, so. uh, what was the name of the simpsons family dog santa's little helper is correct one nil to kendra neil yes i'm going to give you five either way but okay. how many friends episodes were there in total and you can have five either way if you get it within five either way i'll give you the point six million no I'm no joking. come on come on they've been been with this I is the serious feels like it, huh? i haven't got a clue i've never watched Ken, uh, friends kendra sorry it's okay you're not making uh, much honestly just think about it um four thousand you have enough. What, what's wrong with you? Well, I don't know how long it went on for. How many episodes do they have a season? That sort of thing. I ain't got. A... Oh, well, that's wrong. Uh, okay, Kendra, 400, like... 400. 400. All right, 400 is still wrong. Kendra? Yeah. I'm going to say like 210. Oh, it's 234. Okay. So you weren't that far away, Kendra. Okay. But unfortunately, not in between the things. So, anyway. Would, how many series was there? Just as a 10 matter. series, I think. Uh, I wouldn't have had a yeah. And, and it was back when, um, like, must-see TV on Thursday night, NBC, so they did tons of extra episodes yeah. in a season. It was like 22, right. 20, 20, 22 odd oh, episodes a season. Christ. Anyway, yeah. uh, Kendra, <laughs> your second question. What year okay. did Lost first appear on our screens? Oh, 2005. Ooh, oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'll give it a... <laughs> Neil, Neil, 2006. It <laughs> no, it was 2004. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> okay then neil in the first episode of the walking dead what message was sprayed on the locked hospital doors do not open or do not enter i I need an answer yeah you can't give me do not open is not right kendra any idea I can tell by that face. It's it's actually don't open dead inside. Oh, yeah. oh. there you go. Um, Kendra, is it your go now? Yes, it's my turn. Thank you, thank you. I can see I'm, why I'm they get. I can see I, how I get they get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was George Clooney's character name in ER? Oh, I know he was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He was on an episode of Friends, though. I know that he was, was like and a, he was actually—I was... think he was playing, supposed to be playing that same character. Oh, apparently, apparently so, because he was a doctor, wasn't he? It was him and Noah Wiley. Noah but, Wiley. Yeah. Okay, so no Mark idea. Something isn't it, Mark? It's not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Neil. Doctor, I am gorgeous. I haven't got a clue. It's not. It's Doug Ross. Ah, uh, yeah. Doug Ross. Uh, Neil, yes. what was the name of Dunder Mifflin's security guard? Oh, I'm like the rest of them. Oh, and... oh no. Just his first name. Just want his first name. Oh, man. Creed is the one who says it right in the episode, isn't it? And everyone else says to him when they're trying to ring him when they're locked in, locked in, or locked, aren't they, or locked out, locked or whatever out, it is. yeah, locked out. And they're trying to ring him. And what was his name? Uh, Kenneth. It's not Kenneth. Remember. Kendra. I can't remember. I know they're all stuck. They they close the gate. That's and it. He drives it. 
He drives a van. <laughs> and it is Creed, isn't it? He says it right and everybody Creed slams him it down. Right. It yep. is. It oh, is. Yep. No, I don't know. it was Hank. Hank! Oh. It was Hank. Okay, well, I've only got two questions left. I thought you might have got three by now, both of you. Anyway, so, um, so Kendra, uh, where in New Mexico was Breaking Bad primarily filmed? Las Cruces? It's not, no. Neil? Oh. Albuquerque? It is Albuquerque. It is. So, Neil, we've got one question left. So, to win it, is you need to get this next question, okay? Okay. And if you get it wrong and Kendra gets it, she wins. So here you go. So your question is, Neil, spell Albuquerque. Here we go. A-L-B-U-R-Q-U-E-Kirky. It's not right. I have no idea. It's not right at all. No. No. Kendra, you know this, don't you? I have family in Albuquerque. Uh, I think I'm going to get it wrong though because it's been a while okay then Kendra to win A-L-B-E-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E there's more e's or something. A L B U Q U R U. Oh fuck! Even I got it wrong. A L B U Q U E R Q U E. Wow. Long. Anyway, that was the end of the quiz, and it was a draw. So there you go. It was a draw. Well done, Kendra. Well done. Anyway. To, I'd, I'd have given it to business. you for being close, <laughs> a lot closer than I was. Well, I, I feel that went well, and I feel that that's, that that new feature will continue on the next it was episode. Fun. It was fun. There you go. Okay, Kendra, you're number five, please. Okay. Um, I know you said you don't need to watch Friends, but my here's my Friends episode, season five, episode fourteen, the one where everyone finds out, everybody finds out. So it's the episode. Um, where Chandler and Monica are hooking up, they're doing their thing, and they actually kind of like each other. It might be more than just sex kind of thing. Um, Joey knows, and they know Joey knows, but Rachel and Rachel knows, but they don't know that Rachel knows. And then Phoebe finds out. And then it turns into the, we. they don't know that we know they know we know. <laughs> um, and that, that was like one of the famous things. And it just turns into these hijinks of trying to get Monica and Chandler to open up and just be like, yeah, we're together kind of thing. And it just turns into a bunch of games. Super fun. Get to see Lisa Kudrow be really ballsy and kind of um, she's she just puts on like a whole different vibe. And it's it's all in this like pursuit to to win and be like kind of it turns into this competition of like who's going to fess up first. Mm. And it's so it's so good. It's fun. It's one of those ones that you can watch easily over and over again. Yeah. And it's just good laughs. And does that episode finish with Ross over the uh, over the other side, and he's looking through his um, apartment window, yep. and she and he goes, "That's my sister." Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's yeah. Very it's good. good. Very it's good. Very episode. good. Yeah, you need to watch Friends, Neil. You'd love it. Yeah, one day. I think you do. It, it yeah. didn't age well. It didn't no, age I completely well. agree. I completely agree. It didn't age well. No, I couldn't even um, tell you who Ross was, who Joey was, I'm and sure who was the other could. ones. Chandler. I know. I can tell you the actors. It was David Schwimmer was in one of them. Yeah, that was Ross. There was um, Matt LeBlanc. Was yeah. Joey. And the other one who's got into a bit of bother with alcohol. Matthew Perry. Is it Matthew yeah. Perry? 
He yeah. was Chennai. And then the, the women bomb. was um, Courtney Cox. Indeed. Martha. Jennifer Aniston Indeed. and Lisa Kudrow. There you go. Said, but I wouldn't know who played who. Well, yeah. That's your homework for next week. What, watching all 7,000 episodes? <laughs> 234. Not <laughs> Okay, then, Neil, you're you're number five, please, Neil. So I'm going Game of Thrones as well. I'm going series one, episode nine, Baylor, which is... um, We all know Game of Thrones. It's got fantastic episodes throughout. It was one of the most expensive series ever made. Great bit of TV. But this one really changed, to me, changed what the series was going to be and left everybody in no doubt that nobody was safe. It's the one where Sean... Uh, Bean is killed off after yeah. principally being the um, main protagonist throughout that whole first series. Well, he was advertised as the star of the show, wasn't he? Yeah. He was and on we, all was, the advertising for it. Which worked wonders because it was shocking. It was great TV. You didn't know where it was going to go afterwards or what was going to happen. So I, I think, you know, it was brave, brave yeah. in what it did. And that's why I love it so much, that episode. I, yeah. I agree. That would have been the other one for me, I think, mm. instead of uh, Battle of the Bastards. Right up to the moment when the the sword is swinging onto yeah. Sean Bean's neck, I thought someone's going to save him in a minute. That's someone's going to come here and then, like, someone's going to, like, an arrow's going to fly into the executioner's face or something, and it's going to be all, everything's going to be great. But then when he, yeah, it was just, well, that's it. No one's safe. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was an amazing bit of TV. It was so against what we were used to. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Bit of Completely agree. Uh, my number five, um, I've said that this is probably the greatest, I think, whether it was my greatest TV show, I can't remember. But the Breaking Bad season finale, uh, Felina, oh. um, a bit like you said, Kendra, about uh, six feet under, a great show with a fantastic finish. It's Walter White tying up all the loose ends, making sure all the people that needed to die, die. All the people that he loves are looked after um, and everything is done right. Um, the way that he, he he meets up with his wife and his, his wife says, you know, don't you stand there and say sorry. And he says, I'm not saying I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of what I did. And he knew he was going to die. He knew that, that this was the end. And it's just perfect storytelling. I don't know if um, you guys are a bit Breaking Bad fans, but did, oh, I don't know if I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. the um, like the, the like the, TV the movie. movie they did? Have no, you never watched it? No, I couldn't bring myself to watch it because I thought it ended so perfectly. It is good, but it's more about um, Jesse Jesse than it is about uh, about Walter White, mm. just about what happens to him afterwards. But but yeah, it just cut. It just finished off five seasons of like what I thought was just perfect. Television series, yeah, without shadow. Did saying. you not watch it, Kendra? It's not so, scary. <clears throat> too intense. Um, I, uh, my ex was really into it, and I remember I watched one episode where Kristen, what's her last name? It's Jesse's girlfriend, and she overdoses. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I watched that episode, and I realized I could never watch that show again. So same with um. I, I watched, like, I would walk in and be like, okay, I'll sit with you, whatever. I couldn't do it anymore. It, it, like, I take it on to personally, and it, yeah. it will haunt me. It will haunt me. Like, oh, um, Sons of Anarchy, I watched an episode where they had to watch one of the guys get beat up. 
Oh, Oprah's death. Oh yeah, yeah, that's moving. I can't. I can't do it. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it will haunt me. I, yeah. I take it. And I can understand that there are there are a lot of moments like that in Breaking Bad. There are a lot of moments that 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 when this the episode finishes, you're still you still have that moment echoing like in your ears. Um, yeah. When his when his um, brother in law gets killed out in the who's the who's the who's the cop? Oh yeah. Oh, it's just you just think, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's I, just one of those moments. I'm a I'm a tax accountant for work. And it's just like my brain is so fried at the end of the day. I just want happy, easy to watch. Yeah. So I just like like happy. That makes <laughs> absolute sense. It makes absolute sense. It really does. Um, okay, so that was my number five. So Kendra, your number four then, please. Okay. Um, number four. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know probably you have grandchildren, so you might. Uh, do you guys watch Bluey? Bluey. You're okay. That's the name of my son's childhood teddy bear. <laughs> Okay, so Bluey is a Australian uh, kids series. It's an animated series about um, Australian shepherds, or not Australian shepherds, they're blue healers. Um, Bluey is the older sister, there's Bingo, and they have mom and dad. Seven minute episodes, perfect for my little, you know, on the go, just need something quick. But um, it became really popular within the last three years in the US. I know it's huge in Australia. Um, but if you get the chance, you should watch it. And what it's known for is there's a lot of theories about how the kids are on the spectrum. So they talk a lot about how to teach with autistic children or ADHD children. Um, and it talks quite honestly about being a parent. And one of the episodes, I'm going to say this is, sorry, I wrote it down, season two, episode 50. It's called Baby Race. And it's Chili, who's the mom. And she's talking to uh, her daughters about how um, what it was like when they were babies. Right. And so it was talking about how she felt like she was not a great mother because the kids were not up to all the different uh, milestones they should be meeting, like rolling over or walking or being able to speak or something. And so it talks about how it's a baby race to have like your kid go off and be good and, and how moms put, and parents in general put so much pressure on themselves to have this kid be perfect. And finally, at the end of the episode, um, Coco's mom, who's this little pink poodle, um, comes and sits and it's just like, first of all, she forgets how many kids she has. She has eight eight kids. But she's like, you're doing a great job. And it's within like mom groups, it gets passed around as like the clip to be like, hey, it's not a race. Kind of enjoy being a parent. You watch, I'm going to cry right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what every mom needs. It's like, I, you know, I, I, it's what every mom needs to hear. Mm. And every parent needs to hear that you're doing a good job. Yeah. And it's just finally acknowledging it in a show that's super cute. And, oh, Bluey. I've just seen the picture. I'm pretty sure that my granddaughter has watched that because that, he looks familiar. Yeah. Definitely looks familiar. <laughs> It's such a good show. It's such a good show. I highly recommend it. Lin-Manuel Miranda just went down and did his own episode because like his family's obsessed with it. It's well, just, that's it then. It, I'm in. If anything, I, anything. I knew you would be. Oh I know God. you love him. It's so good. I highly recommend it. And there's seven minutes. They're so good. They're so good. Okay. Oh, well, that's really cute. I mean, a, a bluey is something different in the UK. I mean, if, I'm if, 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 Neil, if Neil has seen a bluey, 
I mean, that's something that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's in the eighties. That's that that that's what the uh, that's what in, in school. Um, we not maybe not school, maybe in upper education. If someone had a bluey, that meant that they had a dirty movie. That means they had like some porn oh. to hang around. Yeah, yeah, so. share around that old VHS. Yeah, you, have you got a bluey? Yeah, I've got a bluey. So it's a little bit different to Can what I you're talking about. Maybe that's why it's not on over there. It's on Disney Plus here. I bet right. it's on Disney. I'm sure it'd be on Plus, Disney yeah. Plus here. Then I'm sure it was. To be fair though, the blueys I used to watch, I used to watch for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with a cigarette. <laughs> cigarette. Anyway, Neil, <laughs> number four. <laughs> uh, so you might have heard of this British sitcom, um, Kendra, Faulty Towers. Oh. John Cleese? No. no. Faulty Towers. Okay, I do, I do know this has got a sort of a following over in the US there. Um, now, they only did 12 episodes. It, it's mortified me to think they're bringing this back. But... Mm. Um, they only did 12 episodes, so it's really hard to pick a favourite episode out of here. So I've been watching them again recently. And I'm going to, at the moment, because of the pure joy and laughter and reminiscence I had of it, is Basil the Rat. <laughs> okay. So yeah. what was that, series? That was series two, episode six. So I, the last episode. Yeah, it was. But it was just the comedy setups, the comedy justification of it all. And... Everything in that episode works perfectly. It's almost, well, it is slapstick comedy in it. Basically, the waiter is a Spanish waiter in an English hotel. The hotel is uh, famously bad, if you know what I mean. The the, the proprietors of the uh, hotel, he's just dreadful. She's pretty good, but bossy. Um, the waiter has a pet rat called Basil. And they've got the food health inspector come in to visit and the rat gets out. And it's just the moment when he offers the the, the tin with the biscuits in and the rat pokes his head out. Mm. Yeah, it's just hilarious, especially because it's not a real rat, in it? It's <laughs> this weird puppet that they use that <laughs> doesn't even look like a rat. When you watch it back, Pav, it really it doesn't, doesn't look like a rat. No, but, but it's it, slowly, like, it slowly moves its head, doesn't it? It rotates yeah. its head to look at Basil Fawlty. But, Fawlty, uh, but yeah, it's ever so funny. It's all the slapstick. It's 30 minutes of pure comedy gold. John Cleese was basically one of okay. the pythons. You know, okay. Monty Python? Yeah. yeah he, he was the tall one. Yeah. So, yeah. and he was great at losing his shit. Yeah. Whatever. And you could have, you could have picked any episode from Fox. Yeah, I could have really, but I did pick that one because it it did really make me laugh again. Mm-hmm. Whether it because some of the 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 situations were so stupid and <laughs> quite badly done made it funnier, I don't know, but yeah, it's hilarious. And they announced recently, Kendra, the reason I said that oh, shame on them is John Cleese's daughter is coming back to be in it and he's reprising his role as Basil Fawlty. And what is he, 82 now? And Something like that. I can't see him like doing weird, wonderful, silly walks and losing his shit and beating the crap out of his car. Well, it'd be the same. It'd be doing what Cobra Enthusiasm have been doing for 20 years, wouldn't it? It'd be an old guy out of time kind of thing, moaning and complaining about stuff. So. Yeah, but, they, but yeah. Yeah, but Curb Your Enthusiasm works because of Larry David being so good at improvisational comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
if it's going to be a scripted 30 minute thing i've got this horrible feeling it's just going to drop dead are you the only one who thinks like that or is that like the general consensus i I completely agree with neil i think i don't understand i mean obviously it's gonna be money driven i think rather than you know it's a perfect thing it's i feel it's a lot like when you've got these famous rock stars that die at 27 and they're preserved and they are put on a pedestal because they are amazing. It's not, and it's because they haven't been churning out the same old dross for the last fifty years. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, it you may know, be amazing, but I, it, I'm not holding. We may be proved wrong, but it was yeah. twelve episodes of pure comedy gold. Yeah, okay. That sounds like something I would like. Actually, I, I like I like that kind of. Okay, I'll check that one out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, be warned, it is set in the seventies, so some of the filming, some of the sets do look a little bit dated a little bit quite a lot dated but yeah flares some some certain things might be a little bit un pc as well might not be of like looking through 2023 eyes as opposed to 1970 or something but But it's as of it's it's of its time time. of its time you know work your way past anything you've got an issue with because it's not meant in malice no okay indeed i can do that um my number four now again i could have picked any uh, well, not any, but a lot of episodes from The Simpsons. Uh, and I chose uh, season six, episode 13, and Maggie Makes Three. Um, apart from the fact it's got some cracking comedy in this, it's got one of the sweetest final scenes or final images, if you like. So it tells the story of Maggie being born. Um, it starts off, uh, Homer Simpson, I think it starts off with Night Boat. Or they're all watching TV and mm-hmm. it's Night Boat, the crime solving boat, which is great. And then they decide they're going to have family time. So they set the timer for an hour. So they all talk about you know, them being a family and they get the photo book out and there's no photos of Maggie. So uh, Lisa and Bart are saying, well, why are there no photos of Maggie? And then Homer tells the story and it starts off with Homer. He's one paycheck away from being completely debt free. So he gets his paycheck. He realizes now he can quit working for the nuclear plant. So he plays bongos on Mr. Burns' head while he tells him that he's quitting. Goes off and gets a job in a bowling alley and uh, is living his best life. He goes and celebrates with Marge and uh, the little Homer sperm (laughs) and banging heads. (laughs) And one of them gets in the egg and Maggie is... is, uh, created if you like and then homer realizes that with another baby on the way he has to crawl back to get his job back and um it's just there's so many funny bits in it but the sweet thing is that when he goes back and gets his job there's a demotivational plaque that gets put in his workstation that says don't forget you're here forever and he uses the photographs of maggie to sort of paste mm. over some of the words and it just says on there, do it for her. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It is so sweet because like the, the, the other kids like Lisa and, and Bart are saying, well, there's no photos of Maggie. And he goes, I have them where I need them the most. And it's, oh. and it is so sweet. And it, it makes me want to choke up oh because that's beautiful. Just the way that the Simpsons go from, I mean, it's very rare that they did it like really got your heartstrings, but that, was absolutely beautiful, and that was them in the prime. I mean, it was, mm. was it series six, did I say series yeah. six. And do you it is, still watch it now? Yes, do you still watch uh, it. I do. It, it, there, it, there's like always there's always one or two good jokes in an episode, okay. but when okay. you're looking at say season, I'd say four through to probably season ten, 
it was like okay. every every episode was just mm-hmm. like filled and was fantastic. Well, I very so. nearly put oh. one on my list. Um, was the X Files? Yes. Episode. Yeah. I think it's just comedy gold. But... Yeah, but there are so yeah. many, so many uh, good moments in that one. But it's season six, episode thirteen, and Maggie makes three. So that's my Simpsons episode. Uh, Kendra, your number three, please. Okay, my number three. Um, I had two to choose from. This is Ted Lasso. I'm going with season two, episode four, Carol of the Bells, the Christmas episode. Um, <clears throat> love Ted Lasso. I have not started season three because I need to binge it. I can't I can't wait for the week and week week. So I don't know what's going on in season three. But wow, will they do anything to make Hannah Waddingham sing? Um, she's gorgeous. It's such a good song. But it's nice to see. I liked that it was so clear... I know there was some backlash about how it didn't fit the plot line. It, it felt like it was very much added in. But frankly, I liked that because mm-hmm. I think it was a peek into life at that point, right? There's a life outside of the outside of the soccer field. Out there's there's other people have these things, right? Roy and Keeley are doing the thing with uh, his niece's little stinky breath, and you see all the soccer players join at the Higgins family. And I thought that was so endearing. I loved the next episode where, um, with the rainbow, where it's, you know, you get to see how much Higgins loves his wife. And then you got that peek into their family life of all these boys and how much they spoil them. Yeah. Um, it's just a good, it's, it's something I will watch every Christmas going forward. And it's just easy to watch. I watched it with my son who's 10 and he loves it too. Mm. Um, it was between this episode or the season two episode where Ted has a panic attack. Right. I thought it was, I thought it was so, um, it was so honest mm. and it felt very, I could relate. You know what I mean? It, it was, it was portrayed so well but between those two Ted Lasso episodes. It's the Christmas one for me. Yeah, it's a great, great series. I only found out recently that the guy that plays Roy, what's his name? Goldstein. Um, oh, Brett Goldstein. Hubba, Brett Hubba. Goldstein, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he um he actually writes it, doesn't he? He does. He's he he's shrinking a, too. Yeah. Shrinking. That was That's the one. Right. I was telling somebody at work about it, and I said he's a big thing in America in Hollywood at the moment. And there's something that he's written, and I couldn't remember what it was, but it is. It's shrinking. The Harrison Ford and yeah. um, who else is it? Is in that Jason Siegel. But he yeah, has a he, very famous and, podcast as well, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Really yeah. good podcast too, where he goes into all his movies. He's gonna. He just entered into the Marvel universe. He I did. was watching. He did. Yeah, yeah, I I um I watched him on Colbert and like it was a really cute story about how he told his mom. So, um mm. no, he's a, he's a big deal in the US right now. He's hot. And I won't say what happened, but I have watched the episode, the new episode of um okay. Ted Lasso, but our friend Mark Kempner's in it. Yes, I did see it. I saw it uh, yeah, so uh, somebody a good friend of ours. Um, yeah, a very yeah. makes an appearance in in the the first episode of season 3. The one thing I loved about it the first season, I was it was so positive. It was such a positive show. And then when series season two, I think the, the masterstroke was to give Ted Lasso like the panic attacks because yeah. nobody can just go through life being that positive about things mm-hmm. and not have things bother him. Um, and that was what I loved about it. But the fact that there are so many people in there that you have, when you first see them, you have your opinion about them. Keel is one. Um, Jamie Roy, right they're all of them pretty much it's like you always think yeah. right oh i don't like them i don't like them but you begin to fall in love with them all mm. you yeah. know for for all of their faults and all of their goodness um yeah. and it's gonna be interesting what they do with season three especially yeah. with nate 
you know. Especially just, this is this is it, isn't it? This is, I believe so. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but no, that's a Thanks. great one. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah, so good. Uh, go on, then, Neil. You're number three. Um, so. My last three, I didn't know which order to put them in, really, so I've gone this way. The Mandalorian, I'm going to say, Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 16, The Rescue. Um, now, Pav will probably stay quiet on this one, i got a feeling, or is he going to talk about it? But it was a great closure. To me, it was when Star Wars became Star Wars fully again. I mean, The Mandalorian had done it all the way, but it brought back the love of Star Wars, which has sadly been diminishing quite quickly and diminishing again quite quickly for me. Um, not that I'd, I've fallen out of love with the original movies. It's just that I, I think it's sort of treading water at the moment. I haven't seen the new Mandalorian. I will say that right now, waiting to binge it. But this episode had everything a Star Wars fan could ever want. It was just beautiful. Um, and somebody's smirking there, so I'm going <laughs> to leave that and just say, if you've not seen The Mandalorian, start from the beginning. You'll know what I'm talking about when you get to Chapter 16, The Rescue. Everything you've ever wanted in a Star Wars movie will come back and greet you with a hearty, warm handshake. There you are. That's all I can say about um, it. <laughs> I just I don't want to... Say- Sorry, Kendra. You said the new Mandalorian. Was there like... Is that just, do you mean the new episode? A new series. There... There's a new series just started on Was Disney there an Plus. old series of The Mandalorian? Yeah, there's been there two. Like... As oh. in, well, as in the new series is series three. So there's yeah. been a series one, two, oh. and three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought sorry, you meant not... like, I thought you meant like Way in back the... in the, in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. no. Okay. Sorry, okay. sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I meant I the new series. I don't know Star Wars at all. Yeah, it's just a bit of a thing at the moment, isn't it? I was reading today, which um, is quite sad, that Disney Plus is hemorrhaging subscribers, isn't it? Have you seen this? They've lost two point something million this year alone. Wow. Um, and they're not too sure why. And now the the general consensus is they've saturated us too much with Marvel TV series and yeah, that makes Star sense. Wars TV series, which is why they think Ant-Man 3 is bombed at the box office. Well, yeah. but the thing is, it's like they know that people haven't gone to see it in the cinema because in 45 days' time, it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. So people don't go to the cinema anymore to no. watch those big things. Although my son did go and watch the new Ant-Man and he said it was a bit... <laughs> oh, it's like a lot of them. It's like yeah. a lot of them. It's sad. It's a sad thing. I think they've, like they said today, you know, they've oversaturated us with it a bit too yeah. much. Yeah. And, you know, people that this guy was talking today, who's like one of the top Star Wars collectors and fans, not our friend Luke, but from the US. And he said that basically they've narrowed Star Wars down to a, an, one of these little icons on a streaming service, and that is it. And he said, I hate it. Mm. We shouldn't be looking at Star Wars as a little peg on the computer screen or TV screen. And that's that's where they've gone sorely wrong. Well, it's um, Star Wars Celebration in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and in it's London. not sold out. No. We went to the last one in London, Neil. 20... We did, and was it was sold out. <laughs> 2016, was it? 2016, yeah. It was just before Rogue One was going to come oh, out. Oh, back in those days. I feel like it's... Like I've never, I've never watched it. I've always dated, I dated people and they said, you need to watch Star Wars. They never made me. So, (laughs) (laughs) and so I just never started. And now I don't know where to begin. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's too intimidating at this towards the beginning. It's not. Well, that's a very good point. That's a very good point because you could watch, we can can get deep in the weeds. There's been arguments about this for ages. It's whether you want to watch it. Episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
that then if you watch it that way, you're going to miss out on some of the like the the great sort of uh, what's the word um, surprises surprises yeah. yeah. Whereas if you watch it four five six one two three seven eight nine, okay, you'll get the way that we watched it as children in 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 that way. Hope you um, find the love. But, but I mean, I, I've had um, people that I know. Like my daughter's not a big Star Wars fan, but she loves the Mandalorian, and she's she has only ever seen the new Star Wars, you know, the recent Disney Star Wars. Yeah, and she loves the Mandalorian. She's well up for all that. Well, she okay. should watch the old stuff then, shouldn't she? That's what I told all, her. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Do it on okay. time. Yeah. Uh, my number three, uh, we're back to the US office, and it's the season seven finale, Goodbye, Michael. Uh, I I think I've watched this episode, just this episode, I 10 times, 15 times maybe. It's got so much heart in it. And you can see, especially the scene between Steve Carell and uh, John Krasinski, um, just the two of them, you can tell that that is real emotion because mm-hmm. Steve Carell was leaving the, the the leaving the office after that episode. Uh, he came back for Dwight's wedding right at the end, didn't very he? Very briefly, but, didn't but he? Very yeah. briefly. Um, and it's the fact that he's... He, uh, Michael is on a mission. He's got his list. He wants to get everybody before he goes. Nobody knows that he's leaving that afternoon as opposed to when they think he's leaving the following day. They're setting up um, a leaving party for him. It's just a fantastic piece of television. And I love Steve Carell. I think he's great in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no more so. He's never been better, though, as uh, Michael mm-hmm. Scott. And uh, we've said it a million times. H- him compared to David Brent, they are two completely different things. Like you said, Kendra, the first season, he was too much like David Brent. And it was too much like the British office. And as soon as they f- he found his own identity where he wanted to be loved by the people that he, by, by his family, by the people that he worked with. Whereas David Brent just wanted to be loved because he wanted to be famous. And he was just a, an asshole. He was, a he, just, he? he was. Whereas I think Michael Scott is an idiot, but he's a lovely idiot and he just wants yeah. to be nice to people and for people to be nice to him. And it was lovely. The fact that everybody, nobody knew that he was leaving. So everybody was just normal. See you tomorrow, boss. You know, uh, while Creed is drinking out of the uh, the greatest boss mug yeah. and nicking all of his stuff already. But yeah, that's that's mine. Again, could have picked quite a few episodes. There's the so American many Office. episodes in that, okay. yeah. Do you listen to Office Ladies? Do you listen I to do, I do. The, Did- the episode they just had with Steve Carell was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you had listened to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I love those two together. They're, it's such very similar to you two. It's a very good flow. It's a good energy, you know? It's just, it's so good. Yes. And the so thing good. is, I, I I I think Jenna Fisher's quite hot as well. I just, I just always have. I get it. I mm-hmm. just always have. Yeah, I get that. In uh, Blades of Glory, when she was like all flooded up a little bit. Well, that's or the thing. See, I like I, I I I like her when she's sort of like the the, the Pam, but Nerdy? when you see her in something like that, you think, "Whoa, hang on a minute." <laughs> Have you ever seen Walk Hard as well? Yes. Yeah, yes. she's really good in that. She's oh, I, seen, seen I didn't realize she was in that. Yeah, oh yeah. Obviously, oh, it's a Mickey that. take of um, walk, the, um, walk the Line. Walk the Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, so look funny. Yeah, yeah. She's in that, and she's very funny in that. Okay. Right. We're nearly there. So, Kendra, your number two, please. Number two. Okay, so I have to be honest. Um, I thought I had all ten, but I only have nine. So I'm pulling this one. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I'm going with another bluey. I know it's strong. It's a lot of bluey, but this is considered if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a hundred percent. Um, it is listed as one of the best episodes in the last three years of television. It's called Sleepy Time. It is season two, episode 26. And so it goes through the story of Bingo, who is the younger of the two dogs, of the little girls. And it goes through the process of her going to bed. And she wants to, she fights her mom on it. But it is visually stunning. And it has a really, really great soundtrack behind it. And it's how she enters the world and how she, um, and how she like enters going to sleep and being on her own. And you watch her mom hold her hand and you watch her slip away into sleep. And she's like, I'll always be here. And so it's, it's one of, it's, it's beautiful. You, I'm, I just got chills. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, I, always, I have a child who's 10 and he's getting older and it's like, you have to let go of them at some point. Mm-hmm. And it so beautifully represents what that looks like. And um, it is, you watch it and it's hard not to just feel it right there. So I'm going to say sleepy time. I believe. Okay. But you say, the thing is you say you, you, you've got to let them go, but there's always times when they'll always come back when they need you. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's I, the thing. I, I for money. Well, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but there'll be a time when the only thing that will sort them yeah. out will be a hug like from their mum yeah. or dad this is just yeah. one of those things and i'm 53 and there's sometimes when all you need is like a hug from your mum and, you, and, oh, and, yeah. you, and you're fine so just a hug in general i've missed for the last oh neil months. i'll be rain tomorrow don't worry i'll come and give I'm you here a with me open arms. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay then neil you're number two please um, it is now this won't mean a lot to Kendra. So this is a British series that I think again is very much British and probably hasn't transferred across. It's called Phoenix Nights. It's about a working men's club up in North of England. And it's series one, episode four called singles night, which to me is one of the funniest <laughs> writings. Now, have you heard of the comedian Peter Kay? No, but if I saw a picture, would I know him? You might do. I mean, he's probably the UK's biggest or top-selling comedian. I mean, he's doing like a year's stint at the O2 in London, which is a big venue. Mm. I've seen him on Graham Norton. I've seen him on Graham Graham Norton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, easily would have done. But when he started out, he used to do character sort of driven pieces. And he did a series called Phoenix Nights. It was only two series. Again, 12 episodes. Comedy Gold, the last great sitcom I probably would put it as. Mm, Um, You know, each episode is a hit. They're very funny. Well, again, I don't know whether it'll travel well, but for for me... I think if you ever watched it, Kendra, they've got thick Northern Britain accents, so you might need subtitles on, that's the thing. If you think think of Sean Bean, but even thicker Northern accent, there you go. Um, So the singles night is basically in their club, they host a singles night. um, And Brian Potter, who's played by Peter Kay, is in a wheelchair bound. He's the owner of the club, falls in love with this person, and then their adventures begin. Each little situation they find themselves in is just purely funny there's a couple of scenes that i can recall that are just 
physically make me laugh when I see it. They're in a restaurant. A rose seller comes up. He's so romantic. Would you buy your lovely lady a, a rose? He just says, fuck off. <laughs> and the way he says it is just pure blind. But then the next thing that really makes me laugh, I don't know whether you remember this, and this always barely laughs me, is he goes, they're, they're going to have their first night of passion and they're going upstairs. He gets on his stair lift to go upstairs and it's really slow. And mm-hmm. it, that she's walking by and it's just the way he turns at her and goes, the things I'm going <laughs> to do to you. <laughs> Honestly. It just is honestly not long so now. Yeah. I, not long. I just like, does she go the same pace or does she? Yeah. Like race? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's really he's going really slowly, like on this rail and she's yeah. sort of like going one step at a time. A time. Just, and, and, and like, he's trying to start off the sexy time with yeah. these. Oh well, yeah. Things. But then he, there's an ulterior motive to why she was first in the club. And then obviously he finds out and is very angry, but he can't get off the waterbed that he's got this soft bed and he's led there. <laughs> and all he keeps shouting at her is don't look at me. <laughs> but it's the way he keeps saying, don't look at me. Uh, okay, I'll check so that one out. That yeah. is so good. Okay. Uh, right. My number two. Um, and I've got, I have got a confession to make. Okay. Um, I think I came to you, Kendra, and said, "Oh, we should do top ten TV episodes as our as our as our uh, thing." The whole reason was because of this episode of TV. <laughs> it's The Last of Us, yeah. season one, episode <laughs> right. three. Yeah. Bill and Frank. As soon as I saw that, I thought, "What can I do?" so that I can talk about this episode on the podcast. <laughs> so can I do you know top 10 like TV shows that have got Bill or Frank in the epi- in the, in the title? <laughs> but I was thinking about it. I I watched this episode and I've never been moved so much by an episode of TV in my life ever. And I finished watching The White Lotus uh, about a week or so before and the guy that plays Frank, I can't remember his name, I apologise, um, is the concierge in the first season of The White Lotus. And he's an absolute mm. dick. He's an absolute dick in it. Quite lovable, but but he's a... Uh, have you seen The White Lotus, Kendra? No, is it Nick Offerman, though? No, Nick Offerman oh, no. was Bill. Bill oh, yeah. Bill, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was... It's the other guy that was Frank. I'm going to have to find his name. But um, I remember... I, I watched the episode, and, I, and, and a friend of mine at work has uh, played the games, so sort of known known what was going on. And for some reason, the first couple of episodes, I was thinking it was going to be like The Walking Dead. So I was waiting for like hordes of infected to be fighting them. And it was that's what the story was going to be. And I, I couldn't quite get to grips of what the, the show was going to be because I haven't played the game. I didn't know what was going to go on. But then as soon as I saw this ep- this episode, I thought, right, I know what this show, for some reason, I know what this show's about. This show isn't about we need to stay alive. It's about, it's about love and it's about loving the person that you're with and protecting that person that you're with. And as this episode carried on, the, apart from the fact that the first time you see Frank, he's in, I was going to say he's in Bill's hole, but that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way he probably was. Um, but I thought, don't, <laughs> thought, yeah. don't, don't trust him, Bill, because he works for the government and a load of people are going to come and take away all you know all the stuff that you've worked for. And I think that was because of what he was on The White Lotus. I wasn't thinking about him. and But then as the, the love story progressed, 
and I love the way they use the way they jump time and oh, it's just absolutely beautiful. It is. And I said we don't want to do spoilers, but if you haven't seen The Last of Us, have you not seen it, Kendra? It's not Go horrific, down. Kendra. No, it's really not. But I would I would suggest that you could probably watch this episode as a okay. single episode on its own. Okay. Yeah, it's because beautiful it, love. it, it kind of is love. just Bill okay. and Frank's story from the moment they meet to the to the end, if you like. And it is it is one of the most beautiful, beautiful things. I mean It's sad, but a happy sad, I'd say, more than a breaking heart okay. sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it is just I, beautiful. I I haven't watched it. I know it's been talked about. I feel like it's very, very pop, like present. I remember very, going yes. on Twitter and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. everyone. But um I think I need to digest it on certain days. You know, it's, it's I, you're absolutely right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a great series and they've done the game. I've I've played the game a long time ago. They ended exactly where the game ended, which was fantastic. I've seen some of the bits on YouTube where they put the game footage and the and it's almost word for word, beat for beat, Mm. exactly the same. I mean there's some And it's nice that they put the actors from the game in the T V series as well, which is really nice. Although the whole Bill and Frank thing is just a passing mention in the game, isn't it? Their relationship. Yeah, they built But they've 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 built it out but i would would recommend and from the game you get a lot more of the creatures obviously because that's the whole point of the game whereas in the tv series they've sort of steered away from that that's right like pav said it's about love great episode yeah same thing Uh, what we said about ted lasso it's beyond what it's supposed to be right it's not just about soccer it's about more completely Uh, i like i can get behind that i can do that okay and not one bad performance have you noticed that it's another tv series that even like the minutest little character that will crop up and only have a few lines as it's just so well cast and so well acted it's really really good okay before we actually uh announce our number ones uh kendra do you want to give us a rundown from 10 to 2 neil will do the same and then i'll do the same okay number 10 for me is the good place michael's gambit number nine is six feet under the series finale everyone's waiting Number eight is RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 2, Episode 5, with the lip sync for your legacy between Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana. Number seven is the U.S. Office Beach Games, Season 3, Episode 23. Number six, I have New Girl, Cooler, where Jess and Nick finally make out. Number five, Friends, the one where everyone finds out, Season 5, Episode 14. Number four, I have Bluey, Baby Race. Number three, Ted Lasso Christmas episode, Carol of the Bells. Number two is another bluey with Sleepy Time. Lovely. Neil, you'll tend to two. So Doctor Who, the new series, um, The Girl in the Fireplace. Number nine, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Once More with Feeling. Number eight, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Beloved Aunt. Number seven, Stranger Things, The Piggyback. Number six, Only Fools and Horses. The unlucky winner is... Number five, Game of Thrones, Baylor. Number four, Faulty Towers, Basil the Rat. Number three, The Mandalorian, Chapter 16, The Rescue. And number two, Phoenix Knights, Singles Night. Lovely. And mine is number 10, Friends Season 4 Finale, the the one with Ross's Wedding. Nine, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Once More with Feeling. Eight, the Elvis Comeback Special 1968. Seven, The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 1. 
Uh, the day will come when you won't be. Number six, Game of Thrones season six, episode nine, The Battle of the Bastards. Five, Breaking Bad season finale, Felina. Four, The Simpsons season six, episode 13, and Maggie makes three. Number three, The US Office season seven finale, Goodbye Michael. And number two, The Last of Us season one, episode three, Bill and Frank. So Kendra, what is your number one TV episode of all time? My number one is from my favorite TV show of all time, The West Wing. Um, I love Aaron Sorkin. Don't love that he's super against women sometimes, but I love this show so, so much. It um, it hits a little hard being a American in the past five, six, seven, eight years or so. So I remember watching it during COVID or when Trump was just coming up and being like, God, I want President Bartlett. <laughs> um, so. I re- it was hard for me to pick from all these. It is season, you really stop at season four, five and after when Sorkin left was kind of iffy. Um, but my favorite is season two. Oh, I didn't even write down the episode. Season two is the series finale, or the season finale, Two Cathedrals. Um, it's when Martin Sheen, uh, Martin Sheen plays President Bartlett. And he has MS and it's something that he has not disclosed. And he finally, it comes out um, and he fesses up to it to the U.S. public. And it becomes a question of, is he going to run for president again? It's right before his uh, second term would be announced if he was going to be campaigning. And it goes through his story about how he came, how it came to be that he wanted to be a public servant, why he wanted to be U.S. president. Um, showed a lot about his growing up and it follows how his journey with Mrs. Landingham, who was his secretary. Um, she was killed in the previous episode via drunk driver. And so you see him really start to battle within himself about like, what am I supposed to do? And it turns into his whole, he starts yelling at God in Latin and he's standing in Westminster. He's standing in, um, oh, I forget which church it is. He's standing in a church and he's just standing in the hall. He lights a cigarette and puts it out. And he's saying, basically, you win, God. And then you leave with the cliffhanger on season two um, where a reporter, he goes against what uh, C.J. Craig, who's played by Allison Janney, um, what his press secretary tells him to do at his first big press conference, comes in fresh from the wing, all wet and all ready to go. And um, it says, are you going to run again? And that's where you're that's where you end for season two. And you get that excitement about what's going to happen, but it was just so beautifully done. And Martin Sheen is so wonderful. Mm. And God, it just is, it hits home. I can watch, I watch that series once a year. I love it so much. I can just digest it so easily. So good. I think it's on Disney plus, isn't it? I think over here, I've started watching it. I'm three episodes in because so okay. many people said to me how good it is. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, I'm favorite looking, show. Oh right, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to just yeah. carrying on watching it. I must, but like you say, so maybe finish after season four. Yeah, it's not the best. Okay. It starts, um, but yeah, up until Sorkin left, and it's just good. It's it's nice. To, it's it's politics that felt fairly accurate. It's all really strong characters. Yeah, and um, good music, kind of. I think um, mm. it's just great show. Love it so much. Excellent. Good one. Go on then, Neil. Your number one. So we've talked about this series. I know Kendra's not going to watch it. It's The Walking Dead. It's series one, episode one, days gone by. Now, the reason I picked this is I don't think I've ever seen a TV series that had me hooked straight from the beginning. 
Um, it was directed by Frank Darabont. It was written by Frank Darabont. It was, I think it was one of the most perfect opening for a new TV series ever. It sets you up with the main um, character, takes you on a ride, and ends you on a cliffhanger that makes you want to then go in. But like I said, it, it's, it could have been a movie the way that it was done that first episode. But I just think it had everything. And the more I watch it, the more I've seen it, the more I realise that I don't know what's written on the door. But I also <laughs> realise that... <laughs> I also realise that, like I said, it's it's almost perfection in everything and the way it does it. Mm. You know, as it has the moving bits, it has the action, it has everything. And it sets up for a series like I've never seen an episode do before. It really does. And I'll say to Pav, that bit when he gets in the tank, you really don't know where you're going then. Uh, Just to explain, he's escaping. He's gone. He's ridden into Philadelphia, isn't it? He's ridden into Philadelphia on a horse. He's been told, you know, one or two zombies walking around, you're fine. You can get away from that. When they're in a horde, be careful. It's going to be very thin. Goes around the corner on his horse and suddenly there is thousands when i say thousands there are thousands of zombies they bring him down on the horse he manages to scuttle away underneath the tank and go up inside the tank of course the horde just come completely and swarm over the tank so he's trapped in there tension that i don't i know you don't like is out of this world and yeah it's i think it's all like i said it's perfection yeah very good very good yeah so watch that after we finish then kendra okay yeah. okay yeah <laughs> i have dark. a lot to get through <laughs> i wouldn't recommend that one kendra i mean unless okay. you're feeling brave but you don't like tension you don't like horror you don't like and it's got everything in that, that you don't it's got like. all of that yeah i'll tell you so what me and, pa- me and pa will fly over and sit either side if you and watch it with <laughs> yes. you all right i will be cut i will have the blanket up like here Oh, God. As long as you watch it, we'll sit with you. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Okay. My number one um, might surprise you, but it's not going to. It's The Mandalorian. Uh, Season two, episode eight, uh, or episode 16, if you want. Chapter Um, 16. Chapter 16, The Rescue. The Mandalorian in general is what saved me from falling into the abyss of making Star Wars just a normal thing for me. Um, without The Mandalorian, I don't quite know. It sounds very dramatic, but I don't quite know where I would be in regards to my love for Star Wars. Uh, it completely reignited, like Neil said, but it completely reignited my whole love for Star Wars after like the rise of Skywalker and the end of the of the Skywalker saga. And I never thought that they would ever bring, or we'd ever see Luke Skywalker doing what he should be doing as a as a Jedi Knight, if you like. So we see him in his Return of the Jedi robes and cloak, cutting his way through all of these, whatever they were, I can't remember what they were, some kind of stormtroopers. Yeah. But just doing what Luke Skywalker should be doing, you know, he being a kick-ass Jedi uh, and coming and picking up little baby Yoda and the interaction between little baby Yoda and uh, Pedro Pascal again as the Mandalorian when he takes his helmet off is just beautiful it's absolutely beautiful and it's everything it's everything that you needed like neil said i completely agree with him um it's what you need as a star wars fan it was it it scratched every single itch that you needed yeah um uh, so yeah i mean if you haven't seen it it's um 
Star Wars porn, I would say, is Star Wars. It is, yeah. Well, not not, category on Pornhub. You don't need to watch that. Yeah, literal. Oh, believe me, I have Kendra. I already have. (laughs) And he inflicts it on everybody else. See when you go around, yes, yes. Come and have a look at look at his lightsaber. Star Wars that I've got. Oh dear, but yeah. So that's my that's my number one. Um, okay, we've got uh, quite a few honourable mentions here. So Adrian Gonzalez said, "Great topic. It's always sunny in Philadelphia." Season ten, episode thirteen. Mac finds his pride. It starts off like the usual uh, sunny in Philadelphia show dick jokes and such but grows into a beautiful work of art i watched that episode and cried like a baby because danny devito made me miss my dad oh uh nikki dennis said ted lasso season two episode four carol of the bells the christmas ep the good place series finale six feet under series finale there you go nikki and uh brandon watson the series finale of six feet under specifically the closing montage overlaid with sears breathe me before she was a megastar or the episode of ER where Dr. Green passed away. So emotional, so good. Uh, Jeff Flores. Oh, actually, I'll do the Jeff Flores one a little bit later. Uh, Kim Mendes. Oh, this is difficult. Lost and Alias have great pilot episodes, but my two all-time favourite TV episodes are Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Once More with Feeling and Hush. Mm-hmm. Brianna Archer said Friends Season 3, Episode 2, the one where no one's ready. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Very good. MPG underscore 1980, Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards. Amanda Leal said, Remedial Chaos Theory, Community. That's something I've never watched, is Community. No, I believe we should No? We should. We should watch it. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me I should watch it. Okay. Callie Kastner said, Felina, Breaking Bad, so good, and episode one of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, at Die Hard Rosso said, Mandalorian, season two, uh, episode 16, when Luke comes for Grogu. Modern Family, pilot episode, Breaking Bad, series five, episode 14, Osmandius. Uh, Mr. Robot, series four, episode five, the heist where no one speaks and you don't notice. And MASH, I'm not sure the series episodes, but one of the characters kills a crying baby. That was a that was a comedy. <laughs> Mash was, oh my goodness. Uh, Jen Berg says, so it was early 2010, I was working at NBC and I went to a table read for the show Community for no reason other than I was a fan of the show. The script was called Modern Warfare and it was to become the famous paintball episode. I remember thinking after that table read, I think I've just witnessed what may become the greatest episode of television of all time. It's pretty close. There you go. Uh, Ross Carpenter, hello Ross, said I cannot choose between This Is England, 1986, episode 3, with Lowell's returned dad mick introduced in episode two this episode has lol's gradual emotional breakdown sleeping with milky i don't know what that means uh being threatened at a flat door well, he was by a character in oh right thank you neil <laughs> uh being threatened at a flat door. of course it would be what else would it be well i, was, uh, I just wondered if you thought she was a bit like cleopatra and I getting on know, with a bottle maybe. of milk you know Things were mad in 86, Neil. Uh, being threatened at a flat door by Mick, the scene with the England-Argentina game going on in the background while her dad, Mick, rapes her friend Trev, female but called Trev. It has the punch-up between the biker gang and the main group of friends and Woody feeling he's a big disappointment to lol. It was powerful, emotional, and in the opinion, the joint single best episode of TV I've ever seen. And Line of Duty Series 3 finale. 
DiMatthew.cotton working for AC12, setting up stuff to make people doubt Steve Arnott's integrity, his turncoating and undercover work, then the explosive final interview scene, the chase by Kate Fleming. It had everything. Um, he has got a long line of uh, other ones as well, but we'll just move on a little bit. Sorry about that, Ross. Uh, Jeff Flores said, OK, Carl Pavo, I spent the last 48 hours watching all 11 seasons of X-Files to answer your question. For X, I didn't mean you to do that, Jeff. I was just joking. Uh, for X-Files season two, episode 20, Humbug. The synopsis of this episode is someone has been killing circus performers living in a community in Florida... Of course, Florida. Um, and he says, of course, it is Florida. This is the first episode that is both hilariously self-aware, but it still has some of the creepiness sprinkled throughout. Spoiler alert, the killer turns out to be former performer Lanny's underdeveloped conjoined twin, Leonard, who can detach himself and crawl around. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, I remember that episode. Can you remember actually? that one? Yeah. Oh, and then for The Office, Casino Night, Season 2, Episode 22, was the best for me. This is where Jim and Pam kiss for the first time. Well, mm. technically the second, but really the first passionate kiss. Jim tells Pam that he's in love with her, and then he leaves the branch when she doesn't say it back to him. That was heartbreaking. It was. That was heartbreaking, because you knew they wanted to be together. Because if they did Roy. it too quick, it'd have been boring, wouldn't it? But it was silly Roy, wouldn't it? I mean, he never accepted. <sighs> well, anyway, Dwight got him, didn't he? He did. Dwight got him. Dwight got him. That's it. We did it. I mean, what a monumental! I knew it was going to be an epic episode, Gendra, okay, and I'm so that was glad. A good one. That, so glad that you're the one with us. Thank you so much for your support. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being a fantastic guest for us. Um, hopefully, you'll come back and do it again. Yeah, of course. Maybe I'll start watching some shows so we have some overlap, finally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're ever going to overlap on things we like. I, no, I find it fascinating because, like I say, the stuff that we take for granted, like Faulty Towers and Only Fools and Horses, is stuff that you've, yeah. you know, probably never... Or, or you might watch a clip and go, oh, it's that. I recognise yeah. that. Um, and now I know what another reason for calling something Bluey is. It's something yeah. completely different. So... <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get a new word for when you're, I'm just. I am gonna have to get a new word. Bluey. Yes, if my granddaughter comes up and says, "Granby, put a bluey on," I'm yeah, gonna be saying, be "I don't think you should be watching." Go to, you should go to Disney Plus. Do not exactly. go. <laughs> Disney Plus. Yes. Before we say our goodbyes, Neil, tell everybody how they can get in touch with us. And of like, course, I. Well, you can find us on all the social medias at Top 10 Pods. Come and give us a click, give us a like, give us a thumbs up and give us a little wiggle. Email Ooh. us at top10pods at hotmail.com. You can email us with any suggestions for categories you think we should delve deep into. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods, where you get all sorts of rewards, such as our episode, super early bonus episode, behind the scenes videos, and even be a guest yourself. <laughs> Check out all of our links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please come and subscribe, leave us a rating and review and on Apple Podcasts or wherever the damn hell you get your podcast from. Leave Wonderful. Leave well done, Neil. I'm surprised you haven't spent just the last three and a half months working that out so you haven't got to read it out anymore. I thought you might have just got it word perfect. I was I was word perfect. I just had to look down because I had my wrong spectacles. Ah, on. right. Okay. And also remember, we do have uh, new top head merch as well, like yeah. caps and baseball tops and T-shirts and baby grows and mugs and uh, everything. We just slap it on everything. Kendra, thank you so much. 
It's been a real, it's real been a pleasure. pleasure. It really it's so has. fun. I love the podcast. And I listen just, to you guys when I'm working, so it feels like I'm just working with you guys. Oh, really like bless. It. Well, just remember, let us know when you are going to watch Walking Dead. We'll be on the next flight out, and we'll come and yeah. sit and hold your hand. Yeah, <laughs> hands, yeah. I'll be ready. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so, Neil, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, Kendra. It's been a joy. It has it really been. It has been. It's so fun. I'm glad you're joy. back and healing oh, up. Thank Excellent. you. All, all going well today. Yeah. Good, so good news Good. This week, so. good. good. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Waffles. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. And let's go start the countdown. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.